Thank you for joining us for the 8th Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference Call of 2012. I am Monique Farmer and I will moderate today's call. These calls are recorded in their entirety. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. The agenda for today's call will be as follows. We will start with Dr. Dennis Toddy, the South Dakota State Climatologist. He will talk about the short and long-range precipitation and temperature outlook from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center. Then Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service at the Missouri River Basin Forecast Center will provide an update on spring flooding potential across the Missouri River Basin. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division will provide an update on the Corps Reservoir Release Schedule. John Remus, Chief of the Hydrologic Engineering Branch We'll discuss the results of the recent spillway test at Gavin's Point Dam, as well as the upcoming drawdown of releases to assess the upper portion of the spillway apron at Gavin's Point Dam. Levy repair status updates will be provided by Brad Thompson, Program Manager for Assessments and Reporting with the Omaha District Systems Restoration Team. We will also receive an update on repairs from Robin Wonkum, Kansas City District Emergency Operations Center. Then we will take questions by state. We will use a force mute function during this call. To unmute your line during the call, please enter star six. This function does not work on all phones. Please be aware that if this mute function does not work on your phone, all others on the call will be able to hear your conversation. I would now like to conduct a roll call for this afternoon's speakers. We will begin with Dr. Toddy. Are you on the line? Dr. Toddy, star six to come off mute if you are on the line. I am here. Thank you. Kevin Lau, are you there? Yes, I am here. Thanks, Kevin. And Robin, are you there? Robin Wonkum, and it's star six to come off mute. Okay, we'll go back and check to see if Robin's there um, as we progress. Just want to remind you all that there is a link to our press kit. It includes bios, Missouri River Basin information, and historical data that can be found in your media advisory. You can also access the press kit from our website. We also offer this conference call in a podcast format in iTunes. Follow the link from your media advisory or go to iTunes and run a search for Missouri River Basin Water Management to subscribe. We will begin with Dr. Toddy. South Dakota State Climatologist, and he will talk about the short and long-range precipitation and temperature outlooks. Good afternoon, everyone. I, didn't, I apologize for not having any slides today, and I will also mention I will not be able to stay on the call for questions afterwards. Uh, kind of a brief update on conditions and then outlooks across the basin. Um, we do continue snow melts and the runoff. I'll let the Corps talk about that further. Um, uh, conditions, we've, our, our, our snow conditions are, are near average in northern parts of the basin. Some southern parts of the watersheds have fallen uh, somewhat below average at this time of year. Across the plains part of the basin, um, we had very dry conditions in March, which have, uh, we've started to see some recovery from the very warm, very dry conditions in March throughout April and into early May. Uh, there were some hints uh, of dryness across the basin. Uh, with some areas of B1 uh, across 
uh, and a little bit of D2 across the eastern part of the Dakotas and some D1 across western parts of the Dakotas. Recent precipitation and, not, and current precipitation are serving to improve those conditions and, and recover some of the soil moisture deficits that had uh, occurred because of dryness last fall and from the spring. Looking ahead, um, the, we are in the early part of May. Uh, we are about two weeks out from updates, uh, new updates to the longer range outlooks. Uh, in the 6 to 10 day and 8 to 14 day outlook, both uh, outlooks are pretty consistent about indicating warmer, warmer than average conditions over parts of the basin and then likely drier conditions over most, drier than average conditions over most of the basin. Um, as we look ahead further along in the 30 day outlook and the 90 day outlook, uh, there are no strong indications in the way of temperature. Uh, but there are indications uh, in the far western part of the basin of increased chances for drier than average conditions due to dynamic models and several of the tools used by the Climate Prediction Center. Uh, those will be updated within about two weeks. And that concludes my update. Thank you, Dr. Toddy. We will now move on to Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service at the Missouri Basin River Forecast Center. Kevin is going to provide us with updates on spring flood potential, spring and summer flood potential across the basin. Good afternoon. Uh, can you hear me, Monique? Yes, hear you. Um, there's a little bit of background noise. I'm not for sure. Okay, let me, give me a second to try to force you. You'll have to do star six, Kevin. Are you there, Kevin? Monique, can you hear me now? Yes, that's a lot better. Okay, thank you. Uh, good afternoon. The National Weather Service continues to project a normal risk of flooding for most areas within the Missouri Basin for this spring and early summer. Normal risk implies that for those locations which typically experience flooding, we expect the likelihood of flooding again this year. And for those locations which normally do not flood, uh, we are not projecting that flooding is likely to occur this year. The May water supply forecast developed in conjunction with the NRCS is expected to be released either late today or next Monday. Preliminary numbers for the May through July outlook period indicate slightly below normal stream flow volumes for most of the mountainous areas, with the exception of the Platte system where both the um, North Platte and South Platte stream flow volumes are projected to be significantly lower than average. Mountain snow melt is now underway with rises in the streams detected at many locations beginning about a week and a half ago. As stated in earlier briefings, the National Weather Service does not expect significant flooding due to higher elevation snow melt in the mountains. We continue to project a greater than 50% chance of flooding for many of the smaller tributaries to the Missouri River below Gavin's Point this spring. Multiple convective rainfall events since mid-March have already resulted in minor and moderate level flooding along many of the smaller tributaries feeding the Missouri River in the states of Iowa, Kansas, and primarily Missouri. Since mid-March, three locations on the Missouri River itself has experienced uh, minor flood levels, those being Rulo, St. Joseph, and Gasconade. The occurrence of tributary flooding due to convective events is typical in the lower portion of the basin and is expected to continue off and on 
through the remainder of the spring. Thank you. This concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you very much, Kevin. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, will now provide an update on the Corps' reservoir release schedule. Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the call today. We appreciate your participation and your role in keeping the public informed. Uh, earlier this week, we posted the May runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts on our web, and this morning we put out a press release regarding those studies. Now I'll ask two of the senior hydraulic engineers in our office to describe these studies in more detail. So we'll begin with Kevin Stom, who will discuss the updated 2012 runoff forecast. Thank you, Jody. The May 1 runoff forecast above Sioux City is 21.6 million acre-feet, which is 87% of normal. Above Gavin's Point Dam, it's 19.6 million acre-feet, or 86% of normal. This is a decrease from the April 1 forecast due to much lower than normal runoff in April, lower than normal mountain snowpack, and NOAA's Climate Prediction Center long-term precipitation forecasts of drier conditions continuing into the fall of 2012. April 2012 Missouri River runoff was 1.8 million acre-feet, which is 63% of normal. Precipitation varied greatly over the upper basin during April. Precipitation was over 200% of normal in the northern half of Montana, while in Wyoming, precipitation was much below normal. Generally, precipitation in the Dakotas was above normal and even well above normal in some locations. Even with much of the upper basin receiving above normal precipitation, runoff in April was below normal due to the lack of plains snowpack, warmer than normal temperatures during the winter and early spring, and much drier than normal soil conditions. As of May 1st, soil moisture in the Northern Plains was drier than normal and exhibiting some drought conditions according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Drought Mitigation. The Climate Prediction Center, which provides one-month and three-month climate outlooks for temp both temperature and precipitation, um, let me back up or, or start over here. For, for temperature, using the Climate Prediction Center's one-month and three-month climate outlooks, the May outlook indicates equal chances for above, below, or normal temperatures in Montana and North Dakota, while there are increased chances for above normal temperatures throughout the remainder of the Missouri River Basin. For precipitation, the May outlook indicates equal chances for above, below, and normal precipitation in all areas of the basin, with the exception of an increased likelihood of below normal precipitation in Wyoming and western Montana. The three-month or May, June, and July outlooks call for increased chances of below normal temperatures in Montana, western North Dakota, and northern Wyoming with equal chances in the remainder of the upper basin. Precipitation chances favor below normal precipitation in Montana and Wyoming while there are equal chances in the remainder of the basin. Longer-term forecasts favor potentially warmer and slightly drier conditions into the fall of 2012. Mountain snowpack above Fort Peck peaked at 97% of normal on April 9th, while snowpack in the Fort Peck to Garrison Reach peaked at 88% of normal on March 22nd. Mountain snowpack normally peaks around April 15th. As of May 1st, Fort Peck snowpack was 78% of normal and Garrison snowpack was 68% of normal. Below average snowpack and an early peak date has led us to forecast Fort Peck and Garrison runoff 
in May, June, and July to be about 83% of normal, with the peak of the snowmelt runoff occurring earlier than normal. Last year at this time, snowpack <coughs> peaked at 140% of normal above Fort Peck and 136% of normal in the Fort Peck to Garrison Reach. In all other reaches, the forecast indicates lower than normal runoff throughout the remainder of the calendar year. And information used to assemble this forecast was coordinated through other federal agencies and state and local observations. The Corps will continue to monitor conditions throughout April and upcoming months. A more detailed summary of the May 1 forecast is posted to our website. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Kevin. Now Joel Konopchinski will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system for the remainder of the year. Thank you, Jody. Currently, system storage is 56.8 million acre-feet, or at the base of the annual flood control zone. We have all 16.3 million acre-feet of available flood storage. Last year at this time, the system storage was 65.5 million acre-feet, or 8.7 million acre-feet above the base of the annual flood control zone. Gavin's Point releases average 26,200 CFS in April. Currently, the release is 25,000 CFS. However, releases are expected to reach 30,000 CFS later next week to prevent the endangered lease turn and threatened piping plover from nesting on low sandbars that would be flooded later this summer when higher releases are needed to provide navigation flows. The nesting season runs from May to late August. Going to the studies now, based on our May 1st studies and utilizing the runoff conditions that were just discussed, the navigation service level is used to determine the support releases from Gavin's Point Dam to help provide a 300-foot wide, 8 to 9-foot deep navigation channel downstream from Sioux City to St. Louis. We are currently providing full-service flow support for navigation, which began, began April 1st at the mouth near St. Louis. Flow support for the second half of the season is based on the July 1st system storage check. Under the basic runoff forecast, we will be providing full-service flow support for the second half of the season. This will likely require Gavin's Point Dam releases in the upper 20 to lower 30,000 CFS range. If drought-like conditions continue to develop in the basin and runoff falls below projections, navigation service levels may be lowered for the second half of the season. The navigation season length, the flow support for the typical navigation season, starts in mid-March and ceases near the end of November for an eight-month season. The navigation season length is based on the July 1st system storage check, and based on our studies, there will be full support or flow support for the full navigation season. The spring pulse, both the March and the May spring pulses have been canceled for 2012. This is due to a variety of factors, including the 2011 flood and its impact on the existing infrastructure and ecosystem, along with the ongoing review of the Independent Science Advisory Panel's report on the Gavin's Point spring pulse. Energy generation at the main stem dams for 2012, uh, we are forecasting 9.8 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to the long-term average of approximately 10 billion kilowatt hours. For more details on our May 1st forecasts and studies, please visit the Missouri River Water Management website. Thank you. Thank you, Joel, um, Jody, and Kevin. John Remus, and I will spell his name because his bio is not in the press kit. It's John, J-O-H-N, Remus, R-E-M-U-S, Chief of the Hydrologic Engineering Branch, will now discuss the results of the recent spillway test at Gavin's Point Dam, as well as the upcoming drawdown of releases to assess the upper portion of the spillway apron at Gavin's Point. Thank you, Monique. Uh, 
Based on our preliminary assessments, uh, our preliminary po post-flood assessments at Gavin's Point Dam, we identified some minor damage uh, to the spillway slab downstream of Gavin's Point Dam. This damage included some damage to the slab itself as well as the material underneath the slab. In order to uh, accurately and uh, quantify the damage, we need to dry the slab out so we can get the contractors out there to do some exploration. To that end, this last week on Tuesday, we had a test of the flow reductions to see if we could actually drain the slab and what impacts that may have downstream. Uh, we were, saw a successful or a positive uh, response by the drains, and we feel that we can drain that slab uh, if we can get the flows or the tailwater elevation down to 1147. Based on the, the uh, test, we uh, have determined that we are going to have to go to a zero flow out of Gavin's Point Dam, and we're planning to do that this next Wednesday, May 9th, uh, for a duration of eight hours. This will allow us to get our contractors out on the slab, uh, do our geophysical uh, explorations, some corings, as well as do some minor repairs to the drain system. Uh, this operation will result in stage decreases below, the ga below Gavin's Point Dam of about uh, eight feet in the Yankton area, about five feet in the Sioux City area, and about 2.8 feet in the Omaha area. Uh, the slab must be dry to do these investigations, so if uh, it rains on the 9th in uh, Yankton, we'll probably delay this until we can get a, a dry day. The, uh, the reason why we're doing this now instead of uh, delaying this till later in the year is that we want to get these contracts uh, awarded so that we can get the repairs done so that uh, the spillway can be uh, fully repaired by next spring. I do want to stress that the spillway is fully functional. We have done some minor repairs to it, and if, it, uh, if we need it for any reason, we can still use it. This is just a uh, part of our post-flood uh, rehabilitation of the projects. And that is all I have. Thank you, John. We will now move to a levy repair status update provided by Brad Thompson. Again, I'll spell Brad's name because it's not in the press kit. Brad, B-R-A-D. Thompson, T-O, sorry, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Brad is the Program Manager for Assessments and Reporting with the Omaha District Systems Rest Restoration Team. All right, thank you, Monique, and good afternoon. Uh, currently, the Omaha District has 18 levy rehabilitation projects that are authorized and funded under Public Law 8499. Uh, to date, 11 of those 18 levy systems have awards and are on, in ongoing construction. We anticipate awarding construction contracts on the majority of the remaining system in the next systems in the next few months. Uh, the most critical and time-sensitive repairs have been completed, and we are finishing our current um, construction contracts. Geotechnical investigations are underway. Uh, with the geotechnical information that's being collected, we will be able to determine the final repairs required for the levees. Our goal is to complete the investigations, design, designs, and all construction for levy repairs by the end of the calendar year. To date, the Elma District has awarded uh, contracts for construction of $96.3 million for levy repairs, and the original entire estimate is for levy repairs is $280 million. In parallel with our efforts to uh, performing the levy repairs, we've also begun engineering assessments, studies, and designs at all six main stem dams and associated operating projects uh, like the Williston Levy in Williston, North Dakota. 
Currently, the district has awarded $28 million uh, in construction work at the dams and operating projects. The current estimate for all uh, main stem dams and related flood control structure repairs is over $200 million. The goal is to have the majority of the dam repairs under contract by the end of the fiscal year. Turning to uh, a state-by-state -state update, I'll, I'll walk through that now. So in, in, in starting at the top of the basin in Montana, uh, at Fort Peck Dam, assessments using non-destructive testing have been performed on the spillway chute slabs and walls and also on the emergency spillway gates. The initial results from those findings point to substantial debris removal needs as well as uh, partial slab and seal repairs. In addition, Omaha District is looking at conducting a flow test this summer through the spillway chutes to determine the performance level of the subdrain system beneath the concrete slabs. A meeting to gain input from the public and tribes is held April 16th at the Fort Peck Interpretive Center, and a meeting with impacted tribal entities occurred uh, on April 23rd. And in, in terms of feedback, most comments were directed at the timing of the test. A formal response from the tribes is pending, and the Omaha District is taking all comments into consideration, and no final decision has been made on the, on the test, uh, on when the test will occur at this time. As part of the larger inspections still at Fort Peck Dam uh, of the spillway, contractors have been performing non-destructive testings of the slabs and taking cores in selected locations. The Omaha District is also conducting an investigation analysis of the plunge pool. Uh, located at the end of the spillway chute to determine the best options for reducing the erosion seen at the pool during the high releases of the flood of 2011. An award for rehabilitation of relief wells at Fort Peck is anticipated in mid-May. Turning to North Dakota, at the Williston Levy, uh, on April 20th, the Omaha District awarded an $11.7 million contract to restore the levee crest to its original elevation and repair and restore the tow road. Additional awards will be made uh, for either relief well installation or seepage berms, once an assessment of the geotechnical data is, is uh, completed. Also in North Dakota at Garrison Dam, an assessment of the spillway slab conditions is ongoing. On April 18th, the Omaha District issued a request for proposal for a design-build contract to make repairs to the 28 spillway gates, including painting, wire rope replacement, weld repairs, seal replacement, and other minor items. A site visit was conducted uh, this, on Tuesday of this week with, with several potential contractors and subcontractors in attendance. Turning to South Dakota, uh, at Oahe, uh, Fort Randall, and Big Bend Dams, all of those have had assessments uh, conducted on the spillway slab conditions, including the use of ground-penetrating radar. Minor slab repairs were indicated at both Oahe and Big Bend. Fort Randall has somewhat greater repair needs, including partial slab and seal repairs, as well as debris removal. At Oahe, now turning to a little bit more specifics, at, at Oahe Dam on April 18th, uh, again, the Omaha District issued a request for proposal for a design-build contract to make repairs to the Oahe's eight spillway gates, including painting, wire rope replacement, weld repairs, seal replacement, and other minor items. A site visit was conducted on this Thursday uh, with a large number of potential contractors and subcontractors in attendance. Uh, at Pier, downstream of the dam, uh, a $2.7 million construction contract has been awarded to repair the Pier Causeway. A large portion of the causeway was washed away in the flood of 2011, and construction was initiated on April 30th. The contractor will uh, be coordinating with the city of Pier to allow the city to repair its utility lines, including a water main that were located in the causeway structure. At, at, Big, Bend, at Big Bend Dam in South Dakota as well, the, uh, the left tail race campground sustained substantial damages to roads, camp pads, and uh, the site's electrical systems. The opening of this popular campground and its adjoining parking area will be delayed. Um, contracts for campground repairs were awarded on, separately on April 26th and May 1st. 
at Gavin's Point Dam, also in South Dakota. Uh, as was mentioned previously, a thorough inspection of the upper section of the spillway apron is scheduled for this coming Wednesday. The results of that investigation will be will help determine the scope of the repairs needed. Also, a contract has been awarded to repair the recreational access road at the project. Another contract has been awarded for repairs to the training dike boat ramp to be completed by the end of July. Turning to Iowa, uh, levee system L624 to 627 at Council Bluffs, Iowa. All critical repairs at the 28th Street and Veterans Memorial Bridge pump stations are substantially complete with just minor work remaining. Uh, this contract was modified to include other repairs at seven locations. Those are also complete. Geotechnical investigation and some uh, minor follow-on work at drain structures are ongoing. Turning to the Levy District L611-614 uh, downstream south of Council Bluffs, Iowa, two construction contracts were awarded thus far in this system. The first to construct five seepage berms and restore a scour area were substantially completed back on March 5th. The second contract for the installation of relief wells is 89% complete and is on schedule to be completed by June 1st. Again, geotechnical investigations are ongoing at that levy system as well. Turning to levy system L601 south of Pacific Junction, Iowa, the contract was awarded initially February 21st with modifications on March 2nd and again on April 13th. Site construction is actively occurring in several areas, including a sand seepage berm, which is currently 60% complete, topsoil placement, which is 15% complete, and replacement of a piggyback section of the levee, which is 42% complete. Completed locations uh, and items include the filling of a ditch to reduce seepage, and a, a separate piggyback levee section has been completed, slope repairs, and scour repairs. Turning to, to levee system L575 at Hamburg, critical repairs at all three breaches were completed. And then I'll, I'll go through about, I think it's about five other items that we have ongoing, so there's a significant work. On March 16th, Omaha District awarded a modification for inline reconstruction of roughly one mile levee section uh, to address slope failures north of the lower breach. This work has, was substantially completed on April 20th. Uh, a second area on March 15th, uh, the district awarded modifications uh, to a contract to, for additional seepage berm and levee repairs at non-breach locations. The main action in this was a two to three mile long seepage berm to address seepage issues. That is now 95% complete. On March 27th, uh, another area of, of just around the Highway 2 area, uh, uh, an award was made for a 3.8 mile setback north of Highway 2 and site prep activities are ongoing at that location. And uh, just more, more recently, on April 27th, the contract was awarded to begin surveying and geotechnical investigations on a separate three-mile setback um, south of Highway 2 uh, along River Miles 556 to 559. This area is uh, basically immediately across the river from the OPPD coal-fired plant uh, south of Nebraska City. This area experienced severe scour during the flood. Uh, other items that going on in L575 include uh, work to refinish the land site of the Nishnabotna River levees, construction of a seepage berm at the middle breach, and other surfacing, seeding, and placing of erosion uh, control matting. Geotechnical investigations are also ongoing along the entire length of the levee. Uh, turning to Missouri, the levee system L550 near Rockport, Missouri. The contractor is substantially complete at both breach locations. The final erosion control and levee surfacing is ongoing at the lower breach and includes the installation of tow drains and stability berms where needed. Work is now substantially shifted to seepage berms, scour areas, and placement of riprap at the breach locations. The riprap at the lower breach is substantially complete with topsoil needing to be placed over the rock. 
Other follow-on contracts for additional work are planned to address um, further needs as identified by the geotechnical investigation. Uh, the other uh, Missouri repair is levy L536 south of Rockport, Missouri. Construction of a setback levy at this critical repair site is substantially complete. Additional arming of, of the levy with riprap is ongoing along with seepage berm work and uh, some geotechnical investigations as well. Turning to Nebraska, the levy system R624-627, which is the Omaha uh, Flood Protection Project. All critical repairs have been completed. Installation of, a new, of new flap gates on the discharge pipes at the Kinder Morgan and Riverview pump stations were completed the week of April 9th. All soil borings for geotechnical investigations have been completed. And uh, once right of entries are received through the City of Omaha for the Burlington Northern Railway, we will begin work at the Jones Street pumping station and pressure grouting of the Omaha flood wall. On the levee system R613, which is south of Bellevue, Nebraska, uh, the contract uh, for initial repairs was completed April 3rd. The purchase order for uh, a purchase order for seating of the Papillion right bank, the Missouri River right bank, and the Platte River left bank was completed on March 26th. A construction contract was awarded March 9th for the removal and replacement of timber piles. On the levee system R616, also south of Bellevue, Nebraska, seating and flap gate cleanout was substantially completed on March 27th. Ge geotechnical testing has been completed at both R613 and R616. The results are being analyzed to determine any initial repair needs. On levee system R573, south of Nebraska City, on February 14th, the Omaha District awarded a task order to repair scour holes, construct seepage berms, uh, perform slope repairs and seating. Rock riprap is being placed uh, to protect the levee toe and dredging activities are ongoing to provide sand for seepage berms and to fill the riverside scour. Construction activities are ongoing and estimated to be 56% complete at this time. Also, geotechnical investigations are, are complete. That completes the updates. Additional information and updates are available on the NWO webpage under the Flood 2011 Repairs link. Thank you, and back to you, Monique. Thank you, Brad. Um, we will do another call to find out if Robin Wonkum with the Kansas City District Emergency Operations Center was able to get on the line. We had trouble reaching her earlier. So, Robin, if you're on the line, could you press star six to come off mute? Yes, Monique, I am here. Thank you. We will, now receive, we will now receive your levy repair status update. Thank Are you very much. Yes, yes. Um, we had the Kansas City District received 57 requests for assistance. 53 of those levy rehab projects are, have been identified to be completed. Four projects were denied due to minimal damages. Three levy districts have determined that they will be self-performing their repairs. Of the remaining 50 levy projects, the rough order of magnitude of damages is approximately 42 million. Two of those projects have been completed, Rushville Sugar Lake and North Kansas City. 12 of the 31 contracts anticipated for award have, have been awarded for approximately 10.3 million. Solicitation announcements are posted for several other projects. I will now give a state-specific update in Kansas Clyde, Kansas, our contract was awarded to Bayer Construction for $523,000 on April 13th. Notice to proceed was issued on May 1st, and this is for rock work within the, within the river there. MRLS 471-460-R, a construction contract was awarded on 9 February to Cajun Contractors of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Overall, this project is 48% complete. Construction completion is scheduled for 21 June. 
Great Ball and Schwartz. Proposals were received on 1 May, and a contract award is pending for this project. Kansas Department of Corrections. A contract was awarded to AJL Precision on 5 April. The upstream breach is 95% complete. Overall, the project is 25% complete. Contract completion is 11 August of 2012. Walcott Drainage District, Sections 1, 2, and 3. The, the solicitation is posted on said biz ops with bid due on, or excuse me, the contract was awarded and notice to proceed was awarded. The contract is, contract award is pending. In the state of Missouri, Union Township, this project was awarded 16 February to Idecker Incorporated in St. Joseph, Missouri. Overall, this project is 20% complete. Contract completion date is 21 June, with seeding to be completed by 1 October. Polk County number 10, section 2. The site visit was held today, May 4th. Proposals are due 16 May. 488L solicitation was posted on 13 April. Bids are due 15 May. Polk County number 9. This project was awarded to Hill Brothers Construction for $1,099,482 on 10 April. Notice to proceed was issued on 3 May. Cannabis Drainage District and Kinsey Holly Creek. This project was awarded on 22 March to ESI of Kansas City, Missouri. Overall, this project is 45% complete. Contract completion date is 25 July, with seeding to be completed by 1 October of 2012. L455, this project contract was awarded with, along with R471-460. Again, that project is about 48% complete. Rushville Sugar Lake, the contract was awarded on 30 January to ESI of Kansas City, Missouri. The project was completed on 20 April, 43 days ahead of schedule. Bean Lake, a construction contract was awarded on 10 February to TJC Engineering of Louisville, Kentucky. The project is approximately 82% complete. Construction completion is scheduled for 28 June. L400 and L408, these projects had a contract awarded to TL Enterprises on March 23rd. The overall project is 50% complete. Construction completion date is 4 June of 2012. Saline County number two. The solicitation has been posted since eight, since April eighth. Bids are due May eighth. Wakandal, a construction contract was awarded to Idecker Incorporated of St. Joseph, Missouri, on Monday, 23 January. The project is approximately 95% complete. Construction completion date was modified to 11 May 2012. For continuous updates, please refer to our website at www.nwk.usace.army.mil and click on the Levy Rehabilitation tab in the center of the site. This concludes uh, the update for the Kansas City District. Thank you, Robin. We will now field questions by state for the Corps and for Kevin Lau with the National Weather Service. We will begin with the state of Montana. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. If you have a question, star six to come off mute. Moving to the state of North Dakota. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. 
State of South Dakota, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press, star six to come off mute. Hi, this is Tony Mangan at KCCR Radio. Hi, Tony. Um, just a quick question, if I could, about some of the projects that are going on in the peer area that you talked about. Um, from your standpoint, I know you've got a lot of work happening. You've started the, uh, the Causeway project. How much more work, or uh, you've, you've let some bids, I understand, but how many more bids or how many more projects have you identified uh, for the Oahe Dam area for this year? Tony, I, this is Colonel Rook. I, I believe that, you know, as we said, we still have some testing going on, and that will really indicate how many more, more uh, contracts we need. So, um, you know, with, with the end of that geophysical testing, we'll, we'll be able to give you some, you know, more exacting numbers on, on the amount of the contracts or the number of contracts. How, how long is the geophysical testing going to go, sir? Well, as I, I guess the, the bottom line is we said that we plan to have all these awards done before the end of the fiscal year. So um, we really – Greg, do you have an actual answer for that? For the number of contracts? No, no, for for the end of the physical, geophysical testing where we should be have a better, uh, better wrap-up of the actual uh, number of contracts that are still out to be uh, – to work to be put on the – Tony, Greg, Melema is going to take that question. Um, okay. Okay, Tony, um, I would say at this point, uh, ballpark, and it could change a little bit, but we probably have about a dozen other contracts to award in the area on various repairs. Regarding the uh, uh, assessment of the spillway, we've, that's still ongoing. We have a little bit more to go in that arena, and then we'll be getting a final report uh, from our consultants on that. So, And based upon that report, we'll determine what additional repairs are necessary. Are, are you seeing, and I know, are you seeing anything that strikes you as urgent or concerning, or is it just a lot of wear and tear that you would know, you would see with these kind of releases? Uh, I, you know, the urgency is is in getting these contracts let. We're not seeing anything that's limiting our ability to operate the system, but you know, the truth is that this money came down um, under DRAA. And, you know, the quicker we get things uh, under uh, contract, the better. Because, you know, last year when, when this flood occurred, funds were taken from, you know, across the nation to help us out. And would, uh, the quicker we get them, the money committed here on our structures, you know, the, the more likely we are to get that work done. Thank you very much. This is Jerry Oster, WNAX in Yankton. Hi, Jerry. On the uh, Gavin's Point repairs, maybe John's still there. Kind of describe what you're looking for with the uh, the radar survey. Yes. Uh, what do we notice? Was there some uh, some of the frost blanket, which is a granular material, has been removed from under the slabs? Uh, we don't know how much is, has been removed and the extent of that, either aerially or, or depth-wise. Uh, so we're going to bring in some ground-penetrating radar. There's going to be three crews out there. Uh, working their way across the slab to, to quantify the extent of this damage so that we can get a contract issued for repair during the uh, the summer and, and winter here. And with the dewatering for eight hours, is that enough time to get the testing done? We, we do believe so based on what we saw this uh, last Tuesday when we, we drew it down to 12,000 CFS. The drains have responded quite quickly. We also saw that during the flood. Uh, when we drew down the, uh, the, the the discharges from the from the spillway, 
So we're confident that we can uh, get the information we need to get in the eight hours that we have scheduled for this. One thing I didn't mention, though, is if we get done earlier than eight hours, we will uh, end the test, get the contractor off the slab, and start bringing the discharges back up. And in terms of repairs, uh, as you said, this year perhaps or for next year, when, when would you be able to do repairs if needed? Uh, right now we, are, we would like to get the repairs completed by next spring. So this summer perhaps or fall? Uh, summer, fall, and through the winter. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Jerry. Do we have any other questions from South Dakota? It's star six to come off mute. <clears throat> okay, moving on to state of Wyoming. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. State of Nebraska. Congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. It's star six to come off mute. State of Iowa, congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, or press. State of Missouri, congressional delegation members, state officials, local government, or press. Star six to come off mute. Okay, state of Kansas, congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, local government, or press. Do we have any national press? Do we have any final questions before we conclude today's call? Hello, Monique. Yes. This is Randy at Yankton. I'm sorry I didn't get on the South Dakota one. Um, Randy Dockendorf? Right. Mm -hmm. okay. I was curious, will there be any restrictions on usage, recreational, anything during the time they're doing the work at Gavin's Point next Wednesday? There could be some access issues below the dam for people <laughs> trying to recreate. Uh, there's not going to be uh, the dam, the road over the dam will not be closed. The parking lot uh, there on the north end or the north side of the spillway uh, will be cordoned off so that our contractor can use that as a staging area. Okay. This is John? Randy? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Monique. Do we have any other final questions before we conclude today? And it's just a reminder, star six, if you weren't able to come off mute earlier. Larry Weiss, MSAC chairman, will the uh, work uh, at Gavin's point in checking the slab include any observations downstream since there will be zero flow for a period of time regarding sedimentation or scour? We are going to have some people up there that do uh, some visual inspection to see what the uh, what the channel can look like, what the channel looks like up there. We're not going to be doing any surveying or sampling associated with it, with this drawdown. Okay, thank you, John. Larry, could you spell your last name for me? W-E-I-S-S. -S. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, one more final call for final questions before we conclude. Star 6 to come off mute. And with that, our next call is scheduled to take place Friday, April 18th. We will send out an updated, I'm sorry, Friday, May 18th. We will send out an updated media advisory um, that will be distributed as a reminder to you before the call. We'd like to thank you all for participating today, and we are now adjourned.